Today, we head to San Mateo, a sleepy suburb that is now part of what's generally considered Silicon Valley. Some cities have seen angry protests from residents who say the tech boom has upset their lives. But somehow, San Mateo got in on the boom without losing its downtown charm. KQED Silicon Valley reporter Rachel Myro takes us there. San Mateo has long been a bedroom community for tech hubs to the north and south, so you might be surprised to hear the city is home to GoPro and Solar City, among hundreds of other tech companies. And yet this tech boom hasn't really altered the character of San Mateo. Rafat Haddad owns 3B's Coffee in downtown San Mateo. Well, it's a nice town. It has the feeling of a small town, but it's a big downtown. Haddad takes more than a casual interest. He used to be on the board of the Downtown San Mateo Association. YouTube began in San Mateo, and its founders used to hang out at 3B's. Haddad remembers. First, there were the three founders, then 60 employees, then 100, then Google snapped them up. And you know, you would never know that they would make it. Some of them, they do, and some of them, they don't. Haddad says things started changing dramatically about five years ago. Not because big, established tech companies started moving in. Downtown San Mateo is chock-a-block with older buildings that date as far back as 1893. They're charming and still functional, but they're also... Very, very small. Marcus Clark is San Mateo's economic development manager. Who can fit in those? They used to be key shops and those kind of things. And now a lot of, uh, you know, boba tea shops can fit. They're the only ones who can fit in 300 square feet. So picture boba tea shops and the like downstairs and tech startups upstairs. Last year alone, 151 tech companies applied for new business licenses in San Mateo. Not that everything's small. The venture capitalist Tim Draper spotted an existing large building, the landmark Benjamin Franklin Hotel, and retrofitted it to become Draper University, a school for would-be tech entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurial tech's really incorporating into the historic structures in the downtown, which is uh, really fascinating. Now, I don't want to oversell San Mateo's tech boom. The California Employment Development Department reports San Francisco added more than 18,000 jobs last year in tech. San Mateo added 2,000. But that still puts San Mateo ahead of most cities in the Bay Area. We're going through some changes right now because everything changes. You know, the world is changing. Rick Bonilla is a planning commissioner for San Mateo, running for a vacant seat on the city council. He's big on that favorite phrase of urban planners, smart growth. We're seeing some higher heights and some larger developments, but we've been smart in planning for this to happen along our transit corridor. So all of this work is centered around our three train stations on the Caltrain line. That means people can leave their cars behind, and the hope is they'd be more inclined to step out and engage with the city. San Mateo has some of those self-contained corporate campuses, but Bonilla says city planners prefer buildings that contribute to the life of the community. So the people need to come out and walk around, go to our local restaurants to eat. If they want to exercise, there are several different spots here downtown. Uh, You can just take a walk. It's a beautiful place. And a place people will proudly tell you is ethnically diverse. I have the garlic pork flavor. How spicy you like? Uh, Regular. Regular spicy. With... um, an egg and the roasted seaweed. The line forms early outside Ramen Dojo at lunchtime. The locals on the day I visited included mostly tech workers from Gilead Sciences, Genentech, Oracle, Zynga, and GoPro. 
As they waited across the street from what else, the construction site, I asked why it doesn't seem like San Mateo sees the kind of tech boom blowback you see in San Francisco. Danny Gold commutes from San Francisco to work at GoPro. I think San Francisco, because it's such a dense city and that there's you know a finite amount of space, is that when basically they develop, it raises rent prices across the board and people who have been living there for a long time kind of get edged out. San Mateo, because it's a little bit bigger, I don't think effects you know, are as pronounced. But people on the peninsula are getting edged out of the housing market, too. Marcus Clark worries an increasing number of people working here can't afford to live here. A lot of our workforce lives in Hayward and even farther out, and they have to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning just to make it here by 8. And you wonder about the quality of life for that. What kind of region does Silicon Valley want to be, and who is it for? There is new housing going up, 1,100 units at Bay Meadows, the biggest new development in town. But two-bedroom units here are selling for $900,000. Ultimately, housing, like traffic, is dependent on regional and international economic pressures far beyond the control of the city of San Mateo. I'm Rachel Myro, KQED News. Rachel mentioned a Japanese restaurant in downtown San Mateo. If you've ever eaten in the area, you may know there are a lot of Japanese restaurants. It's a reflection of San Mateo's history. Let's learn a little bit more about it. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Josh. So we see the Japanese influence in San Mateo in more than just food. There's a historic tea garden in town, right? There is indeed. uh, Designed by a landscape architect from the Imperial Palace in Tokyo in the 1960s, it's a part of Central Park in downtown San Mateo and a a beloved local hotspot. How big is San Mateo's Japanese population? It's actually quite small now. Japanese Americans, according to the last U.S. Census, make up only 2.2% of San Mateo's population. But a lot of Japanese Americans flooded into the region uh, in the early part of the last century to work in agriculture, to work in flowers, to work in salt. Now, I know you're a big foodie, so I have to ask you about the other ramen restaurants there. Did you find plenty of good options? Just a handful of ramen restaurants, but there are plenty of other kinds of Japanese restaurants. Whether your preference is ramen, sushi, izakaya, yakitori, you've got lots of choices. Although, what I recommend you try is the garlic pork at Ramen Dojo. Uh, Regular spicy should fix what ails you. So it was worth the wait, is what you're saying? Absolutely. Although, you should get in line before the place opens at 11.30 if you want a shorter wait. Gotcha. That's KQED's Silicon Valley reporter Rachel Myro, always spicy and well worth the wait. Rachel, thanks for talking to us. Thank you. You'll find all of our Boomtown coverage online at kqed.org slash boomtown.